Welcome back to Speaking with Sasquatch, the official podcast of the Spearfish Sasquatch. And today we have Rapid City's finest, Ryan Bachman, on today, along with Hayden Driggs. Gentlemen, how are we feeling tonight? Doing good. We're doing thanks good. for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Of course. Well, we're recording this on July 2nd here in Hastings, Nebraska, from some hotel in a room that we're definitely not allowed to be in. But the two of you were picked by Nico Saldias and Ryan Moran as the two guys they would want to marry their daughter. It's an absolute honor. Yeah, absolutely yes. fires me up. The fact that Nico said that he would buy the ring for me to date his daughter just makes it even better because I can just totally be, you know, I'm there. So if Nico ever has a daughter and in the very near future, because that'd be weird if she was, you know, in the future, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I didn't listen to the podcast oh, but, come on, man. but i was told that riley moran uh, said that he would allow me to date his daughter so shout out riley i appreciate it i think we're great moves i think yeah, we'd be great for moves. sure for, i absolutely. think for husband material for sure absolutely yes is that the best compliment you've ever gotten it's up there it's it, one of the it's one of the nicest things you can say about a guy it definitely is you, you know there's like that tiktok trend that was going around like teams that do that kind of how they did like i saw texas or baylor doing it and like you don't want to be the guy that's like oh i don't want them to date my daughter yeah exactly that's just not it but exactly i think definitely a high honor very high honor especially from those two yeah know? exactly yeah, good what would be one of the highest compliments you've ever gotten that's a tough one I don't know, man. I I think anything to your like competitiveness is very good, but also like in that like aspect of it, where it's like, oh, in that you know type of question, I feel like I think like talking about your work ethic, like just when someone says you're a hard worker, I think that's mm -hmm. ultimately one of the best compliments that because that's something that you can control, you know, like. That's something that you just kind of wake up and put your mind to. And that kind of testament to character a lot in terms of work ethic. Mm -hmm. Anything to your character is good. A great compliment. We'll start with you, Ryan. Now, you're from Rapid City, of course, about 45 minutes away yeah. from Spearfish. Do you like playing so close to home this summer? Yeah, it's really been good. Um, had a lot of family and friends come out, be able to come watch the games and stuff. And it's been great to be able to, you know, I, I'm far away from home. I'm nine and a half hours away from home at school. So, you know, being able to have them come and be able to watch and hang out and see how everything runs and see me play a few games over the summer has been really good. And, you know, it's also nice to go home and be able to sleep in my own bed every night and see my cat and do stuff like that. So it's it's been good. I've really enjoyed it. Hey, and you're a little bit farther from home in Moderna, California, or Madera, California, excuse me. You play for St. Mary's. How have you been enjoying your time so far in the fish? It's awesome. I mean, it's definitely a little bit different vibe than I'm used to. Um, a little bit more of a quieter and slower pace of life than out in California, but overall i've been loving it the my host family is awesome the hupler family they're they're taking me in and and definitely making sure that my time there is enjoyable so they've been doing a great job and ultimately just playing baseball with these guys and competing every day has been a blast how big is your hometown uh, about seventy thousand. okay yeah it's kind of so, like where rapids about seventy thousand too mm -hmm. so i got a question okay i was talking to um talking to jack jack said he's never caught a fish before have you caught a fish i have caught a fish okay went fishing with my grandpa all the time when i was a younger kid okay because i know like some of these guys that live on the coast have, or like in the cities have never caught a fish before and that appalled me yeah definitely there's some there's some lakes around the area That's that good. i'm from so we would definitely go up there and go fishing every now i haven't been real recently yeah but definitely when i was growing up my grandpa he had a boat and we would always we go out and always have fun. You heard it here first, folks. I'm going to get Jack Van Doren his first fish. That'll happen this summer. Oh, yeah. There's people that have said, I've never seen a cow before. And that blows my mind, I guess, maybe because I'm, yeah, I'm from Texas, Texas. And even in North Carolina, I've seen cows. Oh, and yeah. out here in Spearfish, we see a bunch of Beef cows. Beef country. Yeah. yeah. I've definitely seen a cow before in my life. But I, I went down to, I mean, this is like a legit question that I've got when I was younger and playing in tournaments in Vegas and stuff. Like, they would legit ask, like, do you know people that ride horses to school? It's like, dude, I, I get that that's a, like 
a thing that you've heard, but come on now. Yeah. <laughs> like we're civilized. Exactly. We have automobiles. And it's roads. not, yeah. It's not like you're back in the 1900s. No. It's not Little House on the Prairie. Were made and, <laughs> so. but, yeah, that's, that's the crazy part about it. People think like from being here too, I know guys thought it was a lot more rural and, you know, not hardly anything out here. But, you know, you get to you get to West River, it's gorgeous. Like, I mean, you see the hills and all the trees and, you know, you can do anything you want outside out here. It's awesome. Yeah, spearfish is beautiful. Yeah. I mean, just looking around, you see the, the hills and it's mm-hmm. just, I, it's the greenest place I've ever seen. You know, up, up in Moraga where I go to school, it's, it's pretty green, but also within California, you know, we get some droughts and stuff like that. So it kind of turns brown, but... Definitely coming up here, like I remember me and my mom, we were talking about like everything is so green around sure. here and beautiful and definitely a different change in scenery for me. That's been my goal is to be like, you know, try to show these guys as much as I can about, mm-hmm. you know, why I love living here and why I'm so thankful to grow up here. And hopefully I'll get to do that a little more this summer. Hopefully we'll find an off day somewhere to go out and get out in the hills a little bit and have some fun, go fishing and stuff. But no, that, that's been kind of my thing is like, I can't imagine, this is one of the best summer all places that like I've seen in Spearfish, like I mean, even here in Hastings and in Sioux Falls, like Sioux Falls was fun because there was a lot of stuff to do, a lot of, a lot of DoorDash options, but, um, Uber. yes, Uber, yes, but you know, we, you know, Spearfish is just awesome. Like the environment, the backdrop of the field is awesome. And I think we're really lucky to be able to play up there. So. Did you choose Spearfish because of the proximity to Rapid City? Uh, Spearfish was actually my only option. I, you know, as a lot of people know, I was a temp guy to come on to start. Um, my coach said, this is the only thing I got for you right now. Not many guys, not many teams are taking redshirt freshmen that haven't played anymore, especially with all the COVID guys coming around and, you know, kind of bottlenecking the system. So I was able to come here and I was like, man, it kind of works out good, you know? So it was, it was really good to, the proximity was definitely a plus, but I was just looking for a place to play for sure. We've talked on the broadcast. You come on, you're one of the best color commentators we've had so far. I wish you could be on full time, but we oh. talked about that, that temp contract that you mm-hmm. signed only. It was a uh, 10 day contract, days, I yeah. believe. And within the first, within those 10 days, you had two homers and <laughs> coach Mona said, all right, yeah. sign, I'm going to sign you up for the rest of the season. This guy's kind of good. We'll, we'll, we'll just keep him <laughs> for the summer. Nah, it was, it was a blessing for sure. And, Hopefully I can hit a few more. I've had a little homework drought since then, but um, we, yeah, it was a really, it was a blessing to stay. I, I loved, and I don't think Driggs is even here yet. Yeah. When did you get here? I think uh, June 1st or June 2nd. Was yeah. So that day. was like the, that's, that was my, you know, last day of my temp con. I was extended before that, but you know, that would have been my last day. And, you know, I hadn't even met a lot of these guys yet that have came in, you know, Theo and Chuck and, um, you know, all these guys, Silty. And so, I mean, I loved all the dudes that were there already. And then these guys come in and just make it even better. It's been, it's been great to, great to get to know everybody. And I think that's the cool thing about summer ball too, is, I mean, we're from all over the country and yeah. getting together and we've, you know, molded together and bonded a ton in this short period of time. And I think that's a super cool part of the summer ball experience. Yeah. What was your plan after the 10 day contract? Uh, I was going to see if I could get into a league up in Idaho. Um, that was kind of going to be a long shot too, because they were starting like two days after my contract was up here. So like the, the, the day that I was going to, that I got extended, I was planning to talk to Molna after the game, be like, Hey, is there any shot? And luckily I didn't have to ask that question. Cause he got, he told me before the game, but, um, I, I was going to do that and that would have been tough because that's, you know, we, we went that, we went on that trip. We, I would have played in Nampa and that's where we were staying in up in Idaho. And, um, that would have been a tough trip to have to make there and back. And also my parents wouldn't have been able to come and watch as much. And, um, but yeah, that was going to, that was going to be my option after. Um, but I'm so thankful to be able to stay here in Spearfish and, you know, t- hang out the whole summer with these guys. So, yeah, I think the, a cool thing about summer ball too is, and really just kind of baseball in general is you get to go places that you, I mean, I don't think I would have been to South Dakota 
at least this early in my life, you know, and if it weren't for baseball. And I think summer ball is a real cool opportunity to, you know, explore areas in, mm-hmm. in the country that you might not have been going to, you know. And like I like I said, I would have n- never gone to South Dakota, North Dakota, Nebraska, Idaho, Montana. Well, I've been to Montana, but with family friends. But um, all those places just this early in my life, like definitely would – would not have expected it, but you know, thankfully baseball has kind of opened, opened that door for me to kind of go explore areas that are a little bit further away from home. Yeah. I hadn't been this North before in my entire life, just usually out in the Southeast and down in Texas and the road trip out to Butte and then the Idaho, just seeing the Rockies for the first time. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And then Beautiful. being able to see Yellowstone, for the first time, yeah. just how gorgeous it is. And then yeah. the ballpark and Butte Three Legends Stadium having yeah. the, the backdrop, just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. And then Spearfish, too. Like, I think we have a probably the best spot in the entire league. Exactly. And that's yeah, not no disrespect to any other teams. It's just no. because Spearfish it's is just incredible. so beautiful. And you, you, you see the sunsets and yeah. the clouds and everything. I think that's that's the cool thing about baseball, too, is it's not so, like, go, go, go. You can take a second in between pitches and be like, this is sweet. I get to, I'm playing baseball. I'm playing a game right now against legit guys in a legit league, like being able to play in a super cool area. Like, I think that's the things that you can really be thankful for by playing baseball and, you know, not playing football where you're worried about getting your head taken off by a linebacker or something every time. But I think that's, that's a cool part too, is just take, being able to take those seconds, be truly thankful for the opportunity that we've been given. And, you know, just remembering that. Hayden, how'd you end up in South Dakota? Um, I mean, I didn't really even know about Spearfish until about December is when I got my contract. Uh, I talked to Coach Ingle a little bit, and I got the contract from my coaches at St. Mary's, and they say, hey, we're going to send you here to play summer ball in South Dakota in the Expedition League. It's a legit league. It's you know, there's some, a lot of D1 players, a lot of good players. I mean, you got like guys like Bach, some of the best D2 players in the country, and they're all legit guys, you know. And so I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm excited, you know. Like I'm gonna go play against legit players in competition because I redshirted this year, didn't play at all, and I was just excited to really get back out on the field. And so I was like, where do I sign, you know? And really excited to get out and and play on the field again. I think that's a really cool thing because, you know, I retreated too. So I think that's pretty good. Like another cool thing about these leagues is like, these are our first collegiate at bats and we're facing, I mean, this, these last five games, we haven't seen anything under 88. Yeah. Besides, I mean, there's a couple position guys have thrown, but even the dudes from the sunfish that were position guys were throwing 88. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I went out there and pitched and stoned 77. And I was like, these guys are making me feel bad. But I think that's the cool thing too is like we redshirted so we didn't have that opportunity to play like in the spring but we were getting these reps with wood bats against guys throwing high eights 90 plus like that's such good experience to be able to go back and see that and i don't know about you but 85 seemed pretty firm when i first got out here for my first couple of bs and then you know that seems like nothing right now. And even 88 high eights are starting to slow down and be able to see it a little more. And, um, I think being a hitter, that's just huge. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like the guy from the final arm from the sunfish was 88, 92. And, you know, it was a quality arm, you know, very, had a good slider, was able to throw it any count. And the first dude from the sunfish, we, we smacked him around a little bit, but he was good too. Yeah, I mean, he they, popped a couple I mean, of they, they had a lot of quality arms and, and their staff and, I think, I think our guys did a great job against them. And you know, at the end of the day, you're only gonna have so much success against guys like that. And I think all that success that you have is a testament to you grinding out abs and refusing to lose. And mm-hmm. I think we did a good job against those guys. You know, it's unfortunately that we dropped that last game in Sioux Falls, but I think we competed well all the way till the end. And especially against a quality arm like that, exactly. And we, you know, we didn't, I don't think we scored any runs off of him, but, but we were able to kind of drive his pitch count up with some guys grinding some ABs and then got to their bullpen. That's when we, you know, got some, got some runs on the board. For sure. 
So you, you guys both redshirted this past year, right? Yes. Is that your, your freshman year? Yep, true freshman, freshman yep. and we redshirted. So. Last year, of course, COVID. Did you guys have at all in high school season? Uh, I, I, I did. Yeah, I played uh, nine games my senior year. Nine games. In high I played. I played a full season South Dakota. Yeah, COVID was Let's really go. Thing in South Dakota. So I played fifty games my senior summer. Nice, nice. Won state championship. Soda Flex. In baseball. Yeah. You guys win. Post twenty two. We 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 dominate, man. It's good. Oh, with Isaac yeah. Arnold and Zach. Weissel, oh yeah, right? they were big parts of that. They Isaac played first for us. He he, he hit a little bit. He hit the farthest ball I've ever seen in BP in my life. Six foot six first baseman. Absolute hitting nukes from the left side. It's fun. Sioux Falls, they had a six foot six, six foot seven player actually, oh, yeah. Gannon Thompson. Big guy. Michigan State. Michigan I thought State. Maybe he was actually played power forward for Tom Izzo, but yeah, yeah that guy was a big like human it. being. So back to the my question for you, Hayden, is you don't play at all this past season. This also kind of applies to you too, Bach, mm-hmm. but you know, we had nine games COVID, so you really haven't had a full baseball season in kind of like a year, year and a half, and then you come here to the summer league and you're playing every single day, almost every single day. Is that kind of just like a shock to you? Not really. I mean, um, in California, we're lucky enough to have good enough weather to play year-round, so I've been playing a lot of baseball since I was 12, 13 years old. So. Do you play winter ball tournaments? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, lucky. Yeah, it's not snowing in yeah. California. You can play baseball during the winter, God, South man. Dakota, right? Just got to play the yellow ball. But yeah, absolutely. I think it's not really that big of a difference. I mean, I think it just comes down to how much you love the game. Um, I think if you're in love with the game, it's not going to bother you as much. But, you know, if you're kind of like, oh, man, this is dragging on and it's kind of wearing me down, I think it's just it ultimately just comes down to how much do you want it. And ultimately, I, I really just saw it as an opportunity to, you know, catch as many innings as I can, get as many ABs as I can. That way I can come back in the fall and, you know, I'm I'm in, I'm in mid-season form already from Absolutely. playing, you know. I think, too, like, that's another cool thing about the summer ball stuff is you're playing so many games and not that many days and you have to learn how to take care of your body and – still be able to lift and get keep your strength up and eat right and that's that's tough with summer ball stuff with the you know some of the we've eaten more hot dogs than i think Mm. anyone ever wants to eat in one summer already but i think that's just you got to be able to know how to keep care or take care of your body and um keep you know keep on keeping on in the long season even though there's days that are kind of like oh man like i don't feel i don't feel 100 percent I mean, there hasn't been, I don't know about you, especially you being a catcher. I'm sure there's not many days that you feel completely 100%. I mean, and, yeah, there's there's but, definitely some days where your body feels better than others mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But, I mean, if you realistically look at it, this is a big league season or a big league style of play, you know, and ultimately if that's your end goal, which for me it is, you know, it's – I think everybody – you got, Yeah, I think everybody on this team is capable and, and wants to – play professional baseball at some point you know like this is what you're looking at you know you got 162 games in 174 days or whatever i don't know what the big league mlb schedule is but you know most of those off days you're riding on a bus for six hours and you know it's not really a full off day luckily we do a pretty good job of traveling and we actually get our full off day where we could kind of enjoy the day and spearfish but ultimately you know this is what the goal is you know you 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 pray to have this opportunity to play every day and and ultimately when you get it it just comes down to you grinding it out you know it's it's going to take a wear on your body there's no doubt about it like you're on the road you're playing every day it's going to take a toll but it's just like moving past that and realizing that there's a purpose behind it to prepare you for your end goal is just kind of the way I look at it. And and ultimately, I'm kind of grateful for the opportunity to kind of get used to it now rather than later. Absolutely. I think you have to look at it as an opportunity. You have to look at everything as an opportunity. The failures, the, you know, the the wear and tear on your body, you, you know, the, the games that don't go great. You know, you have to look at those and be like, okay, this is a learning thing. Like, of course, you want to win in summer ball, but also it's summer ball is meant for you to get reps and to 
become a better player for your spring seasons. And I think that's just huge for us to be able to, you know, we're playing this many games, like our spring seasons are going to be a piece of cake when we're, we're playing five games a week, but you know, they're spread out over a couple of days. Like you have off days. And I think that's a big part for, you know, this as well. We're officially at the halfway point of the season. You guys feeling burnt out at all? No, no, no. I I feel like we're just getting going right now. I think a lot of guys are, you know, I think a lot of guys on this team do a really good job of taking care of their body. I mean, look at Ben. I mean, he takes care of his body better than anybody I've ever seen in my life. But I think we're all doing a good job, and I think we're all hungry for, you know, trying to get out there and win a lot more games. And we enjoy playing together too, so I think that helps as well. Like, we want to enjoy these games that we're playing together because – you know, after this is over, it's, you know, we're of course going to keep in touch, but we probably won't ever play together again. And so we, this is one of the most fun groups I've ever played baseball with in my life. So I think that that's a, that's another piece of it that keeps you going. Yeah, definitely. I think kind of going off of what box said, it's, I like the, the group of guys that we have because they come in to the field knowing what they want to do each day. You know, some, you see some guys like, oh it's summer ball like i'm just kind of go through the motions it doesn't really matter like we got none of those guys on our team you know everyone comes to the field with a purpose and wants to compete every day and i think ultimately it makes it easier to be around um personally i i just i can't really stand the those kind of people that kind of go through the motions but i mean like i said we haven't had one problem at all with it on this team and you know, everyone's a high-level player that wants to get better, and and ultimately we make each other better in that sense because we're part of it. we're always competing against each other. You know, whether it's talking a little trash in BP and or like you know taking someone off to the side and saying like, "Hey, how are you feeling today? Like, how's your arm feeling? What are you doing to kind of work around the the pain or the soreness and and ultimately feeding off because I mean I've learned a lot of stuff from a bunch of the guys just in terms of taking care of your body and and you know learning learning how to how to get proper sleep you know and you know sleep's a big part diet's a big part and ultimately yeah it's just coming with the to the field with a purpose I think we do a really good job of it and I think it ultimately makes everyone better instead of just yourself I think it makes it has a huge impact on the team and I think it's why we've been so successful to this point for sure have you surprised yourself by anything you've done this season the way you've been so competitive the way you've been able to play every day for the first time and I'm assuming mm -hmm. your life I think I think it's just cool that we you know, have won this many games against really good, you know, cause you look at us like against these other teams, like our team isn't the most physically like intimidating team. Like, I mean, look at our infield, you got me, Johnny and stuff. We're all playing that aren't the biggest dudes, aren't the biggest, you know, the most intimidating dudes. And, you know, Theo's Theo. I mean, he just looks like a ball player, but you know, we, you know, we, we do have those guys. We got Chuck, who's just a massive human and, other guys too but like we're not the most like physically gifted team but i think that's the cool thing is like we've held up and we've won a lot of games just because we have that kind of chip on our shoulder of you know going out there and wanting to win and i think we want to win more than other teams you know i think that's the cool thing about this is it is summer ball like it, winning isn't at the top top of the priorities but like we can still get everything else done with taking winning into a huge consideration and i don't think a lot of teams can do that yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, everyone is taking care of their bodies the right way. You know, we have had a couple of injuries, but luckily, you know, we're, we have a ton of depth on this team. Mm -hmm. So, you know, guys have been stepping up and it's really like the next guy's just as good. You know, it's like, so when that does happen, it does unfortunately happen sometimes. And we've had cases of it. It's, I mean, it's nothing to sweat over because obviously you want that guy to be healthy and, and come back and play as soon as possible. But we have guys behind them that are just as scrappy, just as good. And I think ultimately it's a testament to everyone really putting in the work over all these years that they've been playing baseball and coming ready to play. And I think that, again, contributes to all the success we've had. Bach, you pitched two innings the other night in <laughs> Sioux Falls. When's the last time you pitched in a game before? I have not pitched, pitched since I – 
Okay, I'm telling this story because I think it's an awesome story. I pitched, the last time I pitched was in my senior year. It was an in-state game, and we were the number one team in the state, and we were playing the number two in the state. Yeah. And we were totally out of pitching. And it was like, so we were like, oh my gosh, who are we going to pitch? And it was like two in the morning because we had a literal tornado pass over the field. We had to delay the game of the first game of doubleheader until like 10. So we were playing the second game of the doubleheader at like two in the morning. And we're there like, Bach, we don't have anyone else to pitch. You got to pitch. And I hadn't pitched since Little League at that point. <laughs> yeah, man. Guys, what do you, did you like want to lose this game? <laughs> like, I, so I go in. And like it was, it was funny because I like get in. First guy hits just a rocket right past my ear, almost kills me. And I, um, I was like, oh boy. So we get and we're up by we're up by two at this point. So he goes and he bunts, throw him out first, double double. So a tie game, punch a kid out and then get a ground out. So it's it's a tie game. And I, I was like, I just really blew that save because it was in the top of the seventh that I had to come in and pitch. I was like, I blew the save. Like, uh-oh. I'm, I'm due up fourth. And we go, um, like, out, but then we get two singles in a row. And I come up, and I had a walk-off double. Wow. So I had – I blew the save, got the win because I hit the walk-off double. I was like, dude, I feel like Babe Ruth out here. <laughs> like, that's that – was, that was pretty sick. I mean, not that I got shelled, but you know that was that was the last time that I pitched, and then I apparently gave up the first Grand Slam in Sunfish history. That's correct, which is pretty <laughs> pretty funny. The team's only been around for one month, so yeah. But I mean, still, I'll be always in the expedition expedition league record books for that. To be fair, it was to a player who it was a last last home game when I was told and his family was there. God, I'm just a so. good dude. Yeah. I'm just That's a good guy. That's, I, I meant to do guy. that. Yeah. The funny thing is too is I felt like that shouldn't even happen. Like I threw like a perfect backdoor breaking ball. Like this only like the second breaking ball I threw all night. Should have punched him out. Call the ball four. Next pitch Part into of the, the trees. Part of the game. But you know it was it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. My arm's still still a little tired a little sore but gotta love the off day and it was a good experience. It was fun. I mean, that's what summer ball is all about, right? It's trying to get better, get the reps, but also try it and have fun with it. Like Absolutely. You're pitching, Hayden, you're out in left field. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> wanted one, a I, baseball I, out I could not stop smiling on the mound. Like, can, was, we, can we paint the outer half to lefties <laughs> next time and maybe get like a little duck fart that I could come charging in on? And Dude, I was I was throwing 77 miles an hour, and I was like, one time, one for the gun, because they had a, they had a, yeah. they had a yeah. gun up. And hit 81. And I was like, God, that was sick. Let's go 81. And yeah. I, I was kind of mad because that high school game, they, they had the gun out on me. I was like, I threw like 84. But also, I was like even more juiced up because it was like a tie game and like adrenaline was pumping. But I was like, man, pitching's hard. <laughs> it's not I, easy. I, I I don't know how these guys do it because my arm was hanging the next day. And I was like, man, these I threw like 36 pitches, 37 pitches. And I was feeling it. I was something like 80% too, trying not to pull out my arm. <laughs> so it was for sure an experience I'll never forget. I K'd a guy, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. Chuck gave me the ball from it. I had that on the bus. Just my one and only college strikeout. You went three for six and you threw two innings. That's kind of like a, a Jacob deGrom type uh, of stat line there. Three singles. Yeah, I think that was a... That guy's pretty good at baseball. Yeah, he's pretty good at baseball. Yeah. I, I'll take the comp to Jacob deGrom. <laughs> he, he just throws 30 miles hard. 30 miles an hour yeah just about 20 miles an hour harder than i do mm-hmm. but you know. on a slider too yeah <laughs> have you been a catcher your entire life or when you yeah kinda... i've been catching since i was eight or nine y'all are crazy <laughs> i mean it was just some like i just remember my brother's t-ball team and i was just fascinated with the whole catching catcher's gear and mm-hmm. you know throwing it on and you know, the last, last game of the season for my brother, like after the game, their coach let me put on all the catcher's gear and pretend I like I was catching. And I think just from that point on, I've just always been in love with it and, you know, just haven't really looked back since then. I said crazy as in a compliment. Like, I don't know how you guys do what you do. Yeah, yeah. It's tons of respect for these guys. Like, I, I caught bullpens in high school because I was just like, why not? They needed an extra guy. And I was like, oh, maybe it'll help me see pitches a little better. And I'd tell you, like, my hand and my thumb and 
what I, mean, I tried to block a ball and I wore it off the wrist and mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, those ones don't this feel is, good. This is dumb. Like <laughs> how hard this is. Like I think, I think balls are hit hard at me. Like I was, I've been playing third the last couple of games and well, I think balls are hit hard at me there, but I mean, you're, you're getting it high eights, you know, every time to like, I don't know how you guys do that. A lot of respect for then you guys gotta go hit too. Like, mm-hmm. Geez, you gotta you have a bat at bat and then you're thrown right back in. Like I, I can at least go out and be mad a little bit for out in the field and maybe not have it hurt me too bad. But you guys are thrown right back into it. I think that's catchers are catchers are a different breed. It seems like a a thankless position. Like I didn't really appreciate a catcher until actually I came up here this summer and was working every day and just seeing because when a pitcher pitches well, right, mm-hmm. you kind of give him the credit, right? But behind the scenes, this guy's calling, you're the, calling game. the game. Yeah, you're calling the game. You're making you're making a block that with a runner maybe on third and second base that saves the game from the other team scoring two runs. But you know, it, it just seems like a, a routine play, and everyone expects you to do that. Yeah, it's, when it doesn't happen, it's like, oh my gosh, how do you not do that? like? Yeah, that's. The, I think a thankless position is definitely the the right words to use for that. How much work do you go into a game like game planning, like what pitches you want to call? How do you work with a pitcher? Um, normally, like at school, we'll have a scouting report on their lineup and see see what some tendencies are. So we'll we'll look over. But I don't. I wouldn't call a game at school. My coach would call a game. Yeah. Um. So this is your first time really calling a game then? Uh. Yeah, to an extent, um, at high level baseball for sure. Um, but I've always been, I've always called, I've called the game kind of in high school and kind of had an idea. And I've always loved the idea of talking sequencing with pitchers and stuff like that and learning, learning from their experiences and what they've done. And ultimately, it's really not that hard when it comes to to calling the games and I think in terms of work it's really sometimes you can overthink it and sometimes you can underthink it you know I think you can overthink it and kind of get caught in you know trying to throw a nasty curveball when really a fastball gets the job done you know and then underthinking you could kind of just put the same sign down and then and then you know you find someone hit the ball off the wall but um yeah i've definitely enjoyed coach molno letting us call the game and you know really working with pitchers on that side because i think that's one of the best ways to grow as a catcher um going off of like you guys saying catchers as a thankless position i think like i i agree with it to the extent but at the same time i think uh, the kind of motto I kind of go by as a catcher is uh, something that Tyler Latore, um, he's a coach at Sac State. He's a pitching coach, works with catchers too, caught uh, caught in AAA. And, and he says, as a catcher, if you're doing your job the right way, no one should notice you behind the plate. And I think I really took that to heart and kind of kind of try to do that. You know, I think – if I'm doing my job behind the plate and no one even knows I'm there or even like notices what I'm doing, then that's me doing it the right way. And I kind of like take it as a compliment, you know, as a being thankless. And, you know, I, I hold myself to a high expectation, but at the same time, like I do my best and, and try to really kind of disappear behind the plate and really just kind of do my job to the best of my ability. And if I do that, really no one should notice me. It's been a lot of fun watching you behind the plate along with Chandler Ibach and, and Jacob Sanchez. Our catchers are insane. Oh, God, those Ridiculous. guys are – Like – Those guys I, – I know, you know, talking to the pitchers and everything, everyone can throw to any guy. You know, they, they don't have favorites. They're always fired up to throw whatever guy is catching. And I think that's really big as a catching staff and something that we should pride ourselves on. And – we do a great job. You know, we have Chandler, great arm, great hands behind the plate. Same thing with Jacob Sanchez, huge arm behind Absolute the plate. Absolute seats. Very, very handsy catcher, has great hands and everything like that, man. Those guys do a great job. I mean, it's it's a it's a group effort in terms of what we kind of – we bounce ideas off of each other. And I think ultimately having the pitcher's respect to throw to either one of us on any given day – I think it really says a lot about our us as a catching staff. I, I think, too, like I can say from first-hand experience because I played second and short quite a bit this year, 
all three of you guys can throw out any guy at any point in the game from any pitch. I think that's and I think that's the cool thing. Like, you know, receiving throws, that's like, especially from second, because you're coming across kind of and have a turn. Like, you guys being able to just put it on the bag makes my job so much easier. And like, I remember earlier in the year, like, I don't I remember where we were at home and like Jacob throws a seed down to me and I put the tag on him. Oh, yeah. And the announcer at our place like gives me the shout out. And I was like, that's just how easy it looked. How, how good it made me look just being able to put the tag down quick like I was able to just kind of be swaggy with it and put it down and stuff like that's how you know again like where you don't get your you, you don't get the recognition when it's a good thing like that was just kind of like a wow moment for me like that's how go- that's how easy you made it on me that I could look good doing that I think that's a testament to all of our catchers you guys all do that I, I think. think I think you and Jacob's first game member Jacob he had four or he had three runners that he threw out from behind on the plate. And I think the same thing. You had two. You. Yeah, you I had, had two or three. three. I had uh, two guys caught stealing and one back pick. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just ultimately it comes down to doing the right thing at the right time. And I think just, I mean, our pitchers do a great job holding runners and, and giving us time to throw guys out. And I think just as a catching staff as a whole, we have very strong, very accurate arms and – ultimately holding runners is our job too it's a it's a pitcher's job and a catcher's job um and i think when we're able to do it at a high level like we've been doing all season i think it takes a lot of high stress moments away from pitchers they can kind of just think about throwing throwing strikes and getting back to pounding the zone and not really having to worry about the runners on base and knowing that like if they throw a curveball in the dirt we're there if we if they get a guy that kind of gets a good jump you know we're still able to throw them out I think taking those high stress moments off of them ultimately allows them to go deeper in games and I think that's just a testament to really kind of our ability as to throw the ball and put it on the bag as many times as possible. I think we do it really well as a catching staff. As a whole unit defensively, you guys are a very strong fielding team. Absolutely. Third best team in the league or third lowest amount of errors and third highest fielding percentage. I think that is huge for our pitching staff too. Like we just, it it takes a lot of pressure off of our pitching staff to be like, oh, I don't have to miss bats. Like, I mean, we have, Ben Parker and Ray when he's healthy, Chuck and you know Joey and all of our outfielders. Johnny Gage. McHenry. At Johnny McHenry is so the best defender I've ever seen in my life. Like I will that stand guy. by that my whole my whole <laughs> all of my days. That, that guy. Dude, that guy makes a highlight real play two or three times. It's like series. not even cool anymore. Like it's, like, it's just Johnny. Like, it's it's incredible. I've never seen someone make so many highlight real plays, and you know when you really look back at it, it's like there's no like. Of course he does it, you know. Like and you the see dude him, rakes. he gets the he gets the field early, takes ground balls almost every day, like hones in his craft defensively, and then it comes in the game, and you know, everyone's surprised, but it's like you really shouldn't be. This guy showed up four hours before game time to take ground balls. You know, he's he honing his craft. It's because he has the June eighteenth birthday. That's why. Is that your birthday too? Yep. Oh yeah, that's right. Yep. Forgot about that. Guys, it's a good birthday. Guys who are born on that day. Especially John McHenry. Have good hands. Yep. Yeah, good. <laughs> you both turned 20, right, on the on the bus yep. to Caldwell, Idaho? Oh, what a birthday that was. That was a, that was a day. We Spuds. got the dub, though. So we got the dub. We did. It was good. That was... That was the come from behind game, 5-4, oh, yeah. ninth inning. Yeah, that was a... That was a big game. That was fun. That was... That whole series was pretty fun. The crowd there was fun. Yeah. The grandma yelling no batter the whole time. No batter, no batter. Double off the wall. Yep. Yeah. Yes, batter. I think our chirp game as a team is pretty good. Like we're respectful with it, like not over the top. But like I think I think we got some pretty good pretty good ones. Yeah, we got some good guys that Runyon. Some of the some of the POs that are in the dugout not pitching on that day. It's always fun to hear what they got cooking. (laughs) Runyon. Running just comes out with the little like one liners, like the one words, like ejecto, like when the catcher misses, ejecto. I think that's one of my favorites. I think there's our trip game as a team is good. It's good. What's been the the funnest spot to play at so far this year? This year in terms of just the fans. 
I mean, if we're going to talk about like fans chirping you, the Tommyknockers place was pretty, pretty tough. The fans were kind of on you there, but I think the funnest series that I had at least was I loved playing Source Valley. They were, you know, high level team and we were in almost every game except for the first game. Um, But yeah, I liked playing against them. They were competitive team and right along their skill level and they were fun to play in my opinion. Western Nebraska was fun to play at home too. They were, that was a lot of good games. Um, yeah, I wasn't at Dickinson for the Badlands, so I don't know really know about that. Bach probably knows that, more about that. That's a fun spot to play. I think that's one of the best ballparks in this league. I I played there at a regional when I was for American Legion when I was a sophomore. That was a really cool environment too. But I think it would have been even cooler. Like when we were there, it was forty five degrees and rainy. And I think and there's still like seven hundred people there on opening night. Like that's crazy. I think it would be that that's a really cool place, I think. I, I liked Idaho too. I think those were really fun games. I think the crowd there was really good. Nikki made a friend because of his beard, which was cool. <laughs> um but I I don't think I think our fans of the fish are some of the best in the league though too. Like we get Oh, absolutely. We get, you know, everybody there, the interns, the the ownership, you know, with Eric, they do a great job of doing all these game day promotions and stuff. It makes it not just feel like another day at the ballpark every day. You're doing something fun every day and getting us involved. And, you know, like it says in our contract, like we're not just baseball players, we're entertainers for a summer. And I think that's taking on that mantra kind of keeps your head clear too. Like it, you know, you're supposed to be having fun. Like, the kids after the game that you're signing autographs for don't care that you went over for. They're just like, oh my gosh, this is Hayden Driggs. Like he just got the game. You know, I think that that takes a lot of the pressure off of us too. So I think that's the fish is home for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think I really like playing at Spearfish too because our stadium set up. You know, the fans are right there, right on the field. You know, it's it's they're practically on the field with us, and you know, you're in the on deck circle and. You turn around, there's 50 fans right ne- right there. I got some friends it's, uh, that are sitting right there. I talk to them yeah. while I'm on deck. And yep. then, then Toby. Toby. Toby gives a guy. Me and Toby got a we, – we go a rotation, depending on if I'm hitting or not, between the single fist bump, the double fist bump, the single high, for, single high five or the double high five. Nice. And we go through that. And if I get a knock or I'm hitting well, we stick with it. That's, an, that's the Squatch number one fan right Toby there. Toby is a legend. Toby's Toby's a good guy. Well, how Toby's like four, right? Five. Yeah, I'd say four or five. Dude just like runs in our dugout sometimes, and then Nikki always steals his hat. Yeah, Nikki's definitely a dad. Like for sure, he is very good with kids. That's why uh, Joey yeah. and Ben. Yeah, they call him dad. Yeah, he he is team dad for sure. What a beard! What a beard! Well, we'll wrap up with the lineup, Ryan. You're a listener, so you know what I'm talking about, Hayden. Apparently you don't listen to the podcast. So, uh, <laughs> Sorry. I'll, I'll listen to this one for sure. I'll ask you guys just nine basic questions, and then yeah. we'll wrap it up. First question, we'll start off with you, Hayden, and then Ryan. Favorite MLB baseball team? Uh, San Francisco Giants, hands down. California boy. Man, you're lucky there. I'm a grew Rockies up, fan, uh, sadly. Grew up having uh, some season tickets for the Giants game, and we go take a trip up to San Francisco only being – Two and a half, three hours away. It was a pretty easy trip. Go watch some games at AT&T Park, what is now called Oracle Park. Fun experiences. Who's y'all's favorite player? Would it be for, for you, Hayden, Tim Lincecum? Or? Uh, no, I was – I like Tim Lincecum a lot, but I was always Buster Posey fan yeah. from – like ago. I was uh, – Growing up, the Grizzlies, Fresno Grizzlies, which are 30 minutes away from Madera, um, the AAA team for the San Francisco Giants growing up all my life. And I was able to see Buster Posey before he got to the big leagues. And I was That's just, cool. I, was, I w- loved how he caught. And I was just like, this is awesome. This guy's going to be a future Hall of Famer. Growing up, I was a big Pro Tool Whiskey fan. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. I named my hamster after him. That's a good one. Sadly, my hamster died after having that's a heart un- attack on his wheel. That's unfortunate. That was really tough. Yeah. Too low, rest in peace. Um, but, no, I, I was a big Pro Tool Whiskey fan growing up. Like, I mean, I think he could have been one of the best to ever do it if he would have stayed healthy. But I, right now, big Trevor Story fan. 
he's just he does everything at such a high level and stays pretty under the radar too so i think one of the first world series i watched was the rockies and mm-hmm. seeing tulo and matt holiday became a tulo fan immediately just watching him Absolutely. at shortstop Carla, carlos gonzalez god that dude hit the ball so far that guy was awesome and little, tulo, little pony and tulo of course at my alma mater university oh yes Texas coaching oh, yeah. staff so even a a bigger tulo whiskey fan that's right. awesome nice. he's a he's a he was he did it the right way dude he put up video game numbers at Coors and like mm-hmm. like Coors feel like you're known for hitting but like he was above and beyond oh, yeah. there too like man that dude could hit and play defense that's what some people at Coors Field question the our hair is really that good and you never question his ability he could yeah. always hit the ball no matter where you were he has a bright future ahead of him in his coaching for career sure. too absolutely I've, I've heard a lot of good things about him down in Austin. He's going to be coaching on the USA Select team this summer, Ooh. too. Yeah, he's – that's that's cool that those guys are getting – you know, Matt Holiday at Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. State. Like, yeah. that's that's cool to see that these guys are getting into coaching now and that I watched growing up, too. Yeah. So Also makes us feel a little bit old. Yeah, I know, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Just a little yeah. bit. Favorite baseball movie? God. I'm a big fan of Moneyball. Love I, it. I love Moneyball. Did you read the book? I did not read the book. My parents read the book and told me it was a great read, but I haven't really read too much, and I didn't really like reading too much growing up. I'd rather just watch the movie. You read on the book? Read on the I, I have. I have been starting to read some. Make me so. Are you reading a uh, Zach's yeah. massive uh, Sherlock Holmes? Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Out of that anyone on the uh, team, Zach would be the one to read Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, that guy's. In smartest my, human I've, i think i've met in a long time that guy was in my he's still in, in my room in the hotel but uh first road trip i was on see him walk in he's got like a two thousand page book. i'm like <laughs> oh my gosh this guy this guy is there's no way but i mean and then you see him go on the mound and just go six up oh, the six guy, down the guy dominates just chomping on his gum. even a sweat just, yeah just chomping his gum and acting like he's got no care in the world he's he's Theo always calls him. He's our Kevin Cops. Oh yeah, absolutely. And we're calling the Chomps early in the in the in the ninth. So great guy to go to. My favorite my favorite baseball movie. Like, I mean, I think Major League is my favorite. It's a good one. But like, an, a smaller movie that I really enjoy was Little Big League. Ooh, I think Little Big League is a really good baseball movie because I think that was my dream growing up. Like, something happened. And I just own a team and like coach it and. That'd be yeah. sick. Would you rather be a coach or in the front office? Coach, hundred percent. I don't know, man. I think I think being like a player personnel guy would be super cool. Like working on that and deciding who comes up and who, who comes down. But also, like, I think being a coach would be cool. But also, being a coach in the big leagues is, I mean, kind of a thankless job too. Yeah, like, you're not. You're I mean, not as you're not you're not as hands on these at guys. That, at that point, the. Yeah, the players are pretty polished. You're kind of just fine tuning them a little bit if they kind of get out of whack. But you're not going to go up to Trevor Story or Fernando Tatis and be like, "I think you should do this." Yeah. So, favorite MLB stadium you've been to? I've only been to two. Yeah, you can you I, can answer first. I think of course it was a beautiful ballpark. I think that has one of the coolest. I think Coors Field is my favorite. I've been to Target Field too up in Minnesota, but I think Coors Field is one of the most beautiful ballparks in the in the league. I really liked uh, Minute Maid in Houston. Yeah, I went to Houston uh, to watch Boston Houston um, in 2019, I believe it was, and that was fun. That was a cool cool experience. The crowd there is incredible. It's loud. It was inside. Oh man, yeah. They shoot fireworks off, and it's all inside, so it's really loud. I really liked Houston. Um, I like Chase Stadium in, in Arizona, too. Petco is a good one. Petco's, I've been to Petco. I forgot Pet, about that. Petco's, Petco's cool. Petco's incredible. But ultimately, I, I really liked Houston a lot. And, you know, I was kind of spoiled growing up uh, going to Oracle. You know, everyone, That's a everyone, ballpark, too. Everyone wishes to go there, and yeah. I went there a lot so i think it kind of just grew old for me but not a fun place to hit no but um i'd say houston houston was incredible when i was there most embarrassing baseball moment of y'all's career so far Ooh, 
had I've had a few of them. I gotta think for a second. You go first. Oh boy. Just kidding. I got mine. Okay, so I was a 13 year old coming out of little league, and we had pony baseball. So it was basically like the intermediate right between high school and little league. And I went out there, and I was a you know one of the better players in the city. And I was like, oh, sick. I'm going to try out and look cool and everything. And I got three ground balls and all three went through my legs. <laughs> Missed all three of my fly balls and like foul tipped every ball in BP. And I was like, did I just, should I just quit? <laughs> like, I don't think, like, thank God my dad was a coach. And I think like, I probably would ask to retry out the next day if my dad wasn't a coach because it was bad. That was, that was up there for sure. Just nerves? Yeah. I don't know. It was just went out there and I got really nervous as a kid, like playing. And I still get pretty nervous now, but I've gotten better with my breathing and stuff to kind of get that out of the way. But no, I think that was, that was one of the most embarrassing moments. Cause like all the other times like that I failed or stuff like that's just failure. Like that happens. But you know, that was probably one of the more, more embarrassing moments because it was just like, I just missed over and over again yeah i i think the most embarrassing thing for me is it's kind of a span of a couple of games uh my coach my 14 year old year of travel ball we play travel ball in california all year round and he comes to me one day he's like like we're at a tournament and he's like can you play right field he's like yeah i can play right field like it's right field how hard can it be so i go out there and I think it was the third inning, like their four-hole guy comes up, kind of juices the ball a little bit towards me in right field, and I have no clue. Like, <laughs> Get on, this guy a map. Like the very most unathletic thing you've ever seen happen that day. And, <laughs> and I was just – like I was backpedaling, backpedaling, and I'm like, oh, I got it, and then I just turned around – or like I was coming back over my head and fell down and and ball went and his ground rule double. And so I was like, God dang, this is harder than it looks. And then so like a couple games go by, it hasn't really gone any better. I'm like, geez, this is bad. I need to figure some stuff out. <laughs> and yeah, kind of like that whole, it's about two, three weeks before I started getting comfortable. And that whole time it was just, Anything hit the right field was was down. You know, there was oh, no, no oh, shot no, I was oh, catching no. it. <laughs> and, yeah, so that, that little span right there was probably one of the most embarrassing baseball stories I got for you. And you were playing left field two days ago? Yeah. Don't let, no, don't it's let been Mo. better. It's been better since then. <laughs> He's like, J-Mo, don't listen Mo. to this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Molly, just, but, just uh, edit out. <laughs> no, yeah, it's – that. I played right field that whole summer and definitely towards the end I had some stuff figured out and was able to actually track a ball down. I boy Drake's. Yeah. Good work. Favorite moment of the season so far? <sighs> There's a lot of good ones. There's been a lot. I got to say the walk-off, Surratt's walk-off. Like I was just watching that video on my phone the other day. Like that was Joey's literally holding up a cinder block for some reason. And just we see it. He gets in the it celebration. He was holding yeah. up. No, like before in the dugout, he just had like a cinder block and was holding it up in the air. And then like he hits it and he like throws it out <laughs> on the grass. Takes a huge. It was hilarious. And like we go out there and mob Seth and I. He's wet. I'm just drenched too because I'm somehow got hit with a water bottle. And that was that was a really cool moment. That was a good moment. I. I'm going a little bit different. Uh, Charles McAdoo's two-run homer to center field against the Spuds at home. I believe the score was, it, it was 3-0 at that point. Are you we talking about the one that he – the second one or the first the one? The first one that yeah. he hit. That was cool. I think we were down 3-0 at that point, and it was like the sixth. We just had nothing going on against this pitcher. They're throwing a pretty good arm. Um and we're like, man, we can't really figure this guy out. We got a guy on early, and then Charles comes up and you know, gets a hold of one and belts it 400 over center field wall. And I thought that was a really big moment for us and a huge swing out of Charles. I, I, I might have to retract my statement. That second the Jake, homer. The Jacob Sanchez home run 
the that other was day. A pretty, that was a good moment. That is probably tied with the walk-off. But what might bring it over the top is Joey C's call. Yeah. Could you hear? From that ball was from the smoked. That no, was but that, that ball and like... I remember I was like, oh, he's going to be at first by now. And he's like standing in the box, like walking backwards, bat flips, like one of the most stone cold moments that, I've seen. That was a cool moment. And that was like a big homer too. Yeah. So y'all's bat flip game is on point. Yeah. He, he, I, I hope one day that, that cool. I hit a baseball far enough that I, I, I felt like I could have bat flipped my first one, but the dude in left got such a bad read. He started running in and I was like, did I just not catch did that I just at catch all? catch you off the end? So or I what? was like, yeah. I was like sprinting and then I finally, I saw it over the fence, but I hope one day that I hit a ball far enough that I can definitely put a good bat flip on it. You got two homers this year. I know. I got to hit another one, dude. It's been, it's been like 25 games. <laughs> A underrated moment, I think, is Hayden wearing Nico's jersey and going uh, <laughs> three for four with uh, a pair of doubles, four four RBIs, couple runs. Yeah, Quit. I'm not gonna lie. If anyone forgets their jersey, number fourteen Quit. has some hits. Question: Did did Johnny hit the home run with Nico's jersey? No, no. Oh, Dang. I was gonna because I know he wore it the other day. Yeah. I think he had a couple hits too. But I was like, that would be I. Can I be number fourteen right now? Because. Yeah, number number fourteen has some hits in it. If you guys ever and some outs on the mound, and, yep, big out, Nico. Yeah, but if he's on the mound, he needs it. Yeah, four no record on the mound, or else, or I don't know why I didn't put on number fourteen when I put Wolves on the mound. <laughs> I probably would have thrown harder. So Ryan, you're from Rapid City, so this mm-hmm. question doesn't really uh, apply to you. But Hayden, if you could take one food chain to South Dakota from California, what would it be? In and out, probably. Yeah. In and out's always a good one. What's your go-to there? Uh, normally double double, and just some fries, and sometimes I'll throw in a, a vanilla milkshake. But if you're feeling frisky, if I'm feeling frisky, I've yeah. I've got one. You gotta we gotta get a Chick Fil A in Rapid or a Spearfish. Chick Fil A like, is good, but the fact that we don't have a Chick Fil A in South Dakota, on on West River is a travesty. Chick Fil A. Let my parents open one. In my opinion, Chick Fil A, you don't get the bang for your buck. Whoa. It's pretty expensive. Hot take. It's hot take. Pretty, this is this is one of Hayden's hot takes. It's a little expensive for the chicken sandwich that you get. You know, like, I disagree. I disagree wholeheartedly. Maybe it's just the California ones too, but I don't know. Maybe it's because I also eight bucks for a meal at at Chick Fil A, and I'm not really happy about it. Dude, I'd I, I downed a 30-piece nugget when we were in Idaho. Idaho, yeah. Yeah, 30-piece nugget, large fry, and an Oreo shake. Good for you, Absolutely man. gonzo. Good for you. Yeah, Got to put on that weight. Yep, absolutely. Bulking season. Yep. All right, last question. You know what's coming. Oh. Who on the team would you not want to date your daughter? I feel like everyone's answer is the same for this one. Yeah, I, I mean. What's yours? I don't really have an answer. I mean, like, I feel like I would like trust pretty much everyone to date my daughter. Yeah, I think everyone would treat her pretty nice. And but if I had to pick one, who you got? Let me hear. Uh, that's Joey. 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 Joey Cacciatore. Joey Cacciatore. But also, he's not technically on the team anymore. So I, I, f- I don't know. I Joey would be the one before, just because I think. He loves life too much. I think he's just not ready to settle down, which is totally fine. But I think on this team right now, probably Ben because he spent yeah. too much. He'd spend too much time at the gym and not with my daughter. <laughs> That's funny. I don't really have an answer. I can't really think of. It. I think everyone God, would... throw somebody under the bus. I did. Sorry, Ben. I love you. I would say Joey because that's just the guy that <laughs> really just comes to mind off the top of my head. The guy's always going a mile a minute. <laughs> that is, he's just a, he's a, like I said, he loves life so much. Absolutely. He's just, and that's, that's yeah. awesome. I wish. Yeah. He'll, he'll do good in life for he's sure. Joe, he's right now at the moment, probably Joey. But Joey, we definitely miss you. 100% sure. Joey. I love you, Joey. Guy brought a bunch of energy to the field. That really helped us. Okay, we got to do the other side of that question, though. Okay. Who who, who would who, you want? Who would we want? Big talk- Z, for sure. I think Big Z is treating her Zach right. would be a great 
son-in-law. Zach is always on FaceTime with his girlfriend after every game. Yeah, like, for a while too. The like the final pitch is on the way. He's already got this phone. Yeah, out. Mm-hmm. he's just letting her know how his day was. I think we were talking about this before. Chandler is slept on. Chandler is hundred percent. I think slept Chandler on. is one of the best dudes on the team. Absolutely, he's just Ray Lozano. Is another one. Guys treating her right. I yep. think. I think both those guys would. I would gladly have date my daughter. I think that's, yeah. We got a lot of good dudes on the team, man. I, a lot of guys that are cuffed, too. Not many single guys. That's a huge under the radar with Chandler. Yeah. Huge. Chandler, Chandler's a good guy. Ryan, Hayden, thanks for joining us here. It was tonight. awesome. Thank you very thanks much. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, absolutely.